Hello and welcome to the second episode of the You Got Mail podcast. My name's Bella and I'm your host with the most stupid reason for this episode being, I think it's a week late now. I think it is an entire week late. So I was walking along, oh it was like a movie sketch, it was so embarrassing. So I was walking along the centre of town, there was loads and loads of people around us. And I was just on my phone this must be happening more and more now because I was, this is because of my phone. I was walking along on my phone, trying to sort out my online banking. It was the Monzo app. I don't know if you've had this, but I can't get Apple Pay and I had forgotten my card and I was like, right, I need to set up Apple Pay. It's the only way I can pay. I was about to go to my boyfriend's DJ set. So I needed some money. Walking along, just walked straight into a lamppost, like just straight into it. Just the top of my head just cracked on the top of it. It was awful it made like a dong noise it was like some weird little film sketch it was horrific and basically from that I then concussed myself which you know it was really fun a really great idea of mine I was not I was not present I really shouldn't have gone to his DJ set afterwards but you know we move we have to make hard decisions sometimes and that was one of them but I'm feeling a lot, lot better now. I don't think it has helped by the fact I've done a lot of 7am shifts as well. So when I sat down to record, honestly, it was unpublishable. It was just me sat here being like, um... So then, guys, what type of week have you all had? I don't know. It was just... It wasn't... It wasn't very good at all. But today's episode has nothing to do with the concussion that I've had or anything like that. Today's episode has everything to do with productivity and specifically being overly productive because I feel like this is an issue that a lot of people struggle with, particularly me, but it's almost an issue that's weirdly normalized by society. So give you a little bit of a backstory. What do I mean by being overly productive? So since I was 14, 14 is when I first remember it getting like me being conscious of the fact, I think it has to do with my CV. Because I remember purposefully being like, I had free time. I was like, right, I'll do this volunteer work and then it'll go onto my CV and that'll look good. And I remember ever since then, I've been building, like consciously thinking about things that I should be doing in my free time rather than things that I want to be doing in my free time. So when I'm just sat, I cannot just sit and relax unless I'm with other people. And I think that's because in my head, if I'm with other people, I'm spending time with other people and in a weird backwards way, that's productive. I don't know, but if I'm on my own, I cannot just sit and watch TV. I just can't do it. I don't know why. I've just really, really struggled with it. But I don't think I am the only one that struggles with it. Like in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, it's talking about everything graduation and being in this grey space. And in that last episode, I mentioned how you should try and focus on doing stuff for you. But right now in my free time, I find it really hard to do stuff just for me because I feel like my whole life has been catered towards my career or being productive or having something positive to do. Like I cannot just sit there and do nothing. And I think that's really bad. I think that's really, really, really not a positive trait at all and I'm wondering whether this is to do with capitalism or society just as a whole like I know you're constantly constantly meant to be grafting and working and achieving and there's constantly all of these TikToks and morning routines and evening routines and what I do in a day productivity productivity like planners and everything to maximize your time that it can get really really overwhelming 
And I think that is putting a lot of pressure on you from such a young age that you then lose the ability just to enjoy yourself, just kind of like float, just to experience the world and experience things without there having to be an alternative meaning for it. But I don't know, where has this pressure come from? That's, I think, what I'm starting to wonder because I've now begun to acknowledge that this pressure is there, that it's not a good thing for me to have. I don't know why I have it, but I'm starting to uncover why that is. For so long, I just accepted it. And I thought of it as a good character trait. It made me an overachiever. It made me get good school grades. But equally, the alternative is it's really mentally debilitating and physically debilitating because you're exhausted all of the time. Like, right now, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And I'm constantly sat on Indeed searching for different jobs or I'll start a new hobby or I'll try and network with new people I'll build up my profiles and stuff like that and it's like my brain goes into turbo mode when it is not being productive I just cannot sit still and it makes me tired just all of the time and it's weird because when my brain when I'm just relaxed and trying to be underproductive like just not productive at all just calm The only things that I think of doing are things that will help me either career, like will help me grow. I cannot just think, oh, I'll just sit down and paint a picture or I don't know, listen to a podcast, just sit and listen to something. I can never do that. The only options I like can see myself doing are like even online shopping. I have to do that for a reason. So I'll go online shopping for the festivals that I'm going to or I'll read a book because of this or I will go to the gym because it's for my workout program or all of these things. They're not just random things that I'm just floating doing. They all have to have an underlying productivity reason for them. It's like it's ingrained in me. I just cannot stop it really. And I think that's really, really unhealthy. But as I said before, I'm starting to wonder why is this? Like who is putting the pressure on you? There's no one, no one person sat there being like, you must do this now. You have to do this. There's no one, but it's like a little voice in your brain being like, oh, you should really be doing this now. It's fully ingrained into you. And I'm not sure why this is, but I definitely think it's affected by the fact that early on teachers are asking from your life plan. And as soon as you have achieved something, people are asking you what the next step is. Regardless of your age, whenever you do your GCSEs, they're asking what A-levels you want. Whenever you do your A-levels, what degree or whatever pathway you decide to do, it's always once you've achieved something, the next step. You're not given the freedom just to explore and just to float and to see what happens. Everyone around you is so focused on the need to be productive, the need to build your CV, the need to do things for yourself. It's almost like you're a physical checklist. And every time you've done something, you add a new bullet point to your list. I think that's what's stressing me out about this overproductivity and the lack of my lack of ability to relax is that I'm just feeling a bit like a bullet point list of things that I'm doing rather than things that I'm just enjoying. And so I've started to become really conscious of it. And I hope that if you're listening and this is something that you think is relevant to you, then whatever I talk about you can kind of find very useful and try and implement it in your own life so that you can stop being so focused on productivity because I think there's a fine line with productivity there's being productive being overly productive and being lazy or 
not wanting to put effort into things. And I think that makes things very tricky because there's a need to achieve things if you want to go places. Like you cannot expect to be the CEO of a company and not do anything at all, just lie in bed all day. It's not going to happen. You have to be productive. You have to be proactive. I think that's important. But then it's also tricky because at what point do you think you don't want to do that all the time? At what point do you think there's other elements of your character that you want to evolve and develop. But I wonder if that's because society has this massive focus on you having one career, just one pathway that you have to go down. And that's why there's such a massive focus on productivity because ultimately they expect you to know what you want to do to pick that route and then do everything you can possibly do to get that job. And then you get that job. And it's kind of society's way of kind of putting us all in lanes making it easier it makes the world go around it makes it much more organized but then that makes things really tricky because you're wanting to do all this you're wanting to do that career path if you want to be a doctor all of a sudden you've got to volunteer five times a week you've got to be working 16 hours school days and it comes into almost a competition of how much can you fit in your life and I feel like the focus becomes more on You're doing things because you have to rather than you're doing things because you enjoy them. And that's when being overly productive is quite toxic, I think. I think on TikTok and on Reels and on Instagram and all over social media basically as a whole, there's this massive focus on being productive. And I think it's good because it can be really motivating and really want to make you push yourself equally it can be really overwhelming and you can go into just a negative spiral of I'm not doing enough they're doing so much more than I am what should I be doing with my life everyone else knows because they're all doing this stuff for that specific career path and it just again back to the first point it's just really mentally debilitating but I think it's really interesting that all of this stems from comparison really because if you think about it the need to achieve things for me anyway the need to be overly productive is because I want to achieve things because I want my CV to look good and I want me as a person to be good and be developed and grow but in a weird backward way in your head the thing that motivates you when you're overly productive is because you're almost fearful of other people you're fearful of the comparison against other people that you're not doing enough You're not coming from a place of abundance and opportunity. You're coming from a place of fear and anxiety. And that makes it such a more mentally debilitating experience. Because if you were to, if you were to fill your time and you loved every aspect of your time, you wouldn't feel anxious about it at all. You wouldn't be like me panicking through different jobs and trying to work out, scrambling almost. You'd be enjoying every part of it and seeing what the next stage would have in the confidence of knowing that you're enjoying yourself whilst you're doing it. So maybe the bigger issue here is comparison. I mean, we all know comparison is the killer of joy. That's like a saying that's going around for ages and ages and ages. But maybe that's the bigger overriding umbrella of why overproductivity happens is the fear that you're not doing enough against other people or the fear that you're not doing enough for someone else because it's not something you're not born thinking you have you're not born with a list that you have to complete and that's why you're overly productive there's no 
pressure apart from on society to do these things and I think the need to be overly productive is massively amplified when you're all in a year group with people your same age I think it lessens slightly at university because you're surrounded by such a mixture of people and different career paths and different lifestyle choices and that can make you less comparable so the need to be overproductive is less however in my case that did not work because it was all in my own head the need to be overly productive like it was already ingrained in me too far but I think as a whole it's less intense at university but when you're at school and in your A-levels you're literally with a group of people the exact same age doing the same lessons and no one views it you're not meant to view it as a competition but it's hard not to compare yourself to everyone around you and I think that's yeah that is an umbrella thing of comparison really comparison is affecting your ability to overachieve and I know it's hard because comparison is one of the ways that we can judge ourselves you know if you're good or if you're bad at something and by comparing with other people but I'm reading a book at the moment called 13 things mentally strong women don't do it's by Amy Morin and I'm only on page 23 at the moment they're big pages I will show you online because otherwise you'll just think I'm a really slow reader but um it's really interesting so it has 13 different points that she's a so she's a psychologist or a therapist she's a psychotherapist and this is the blurb psychotherapist and international best-selling author reveals the 13 things women should avoid on their journey towards strength and empowerment so it's really interesting because through her work she's noticed rather than adding in habits into your life she talks about things you can take away to make it less overwhelming and one of the things that she talks about in the first chapter is comparison and I can see how that's relative to need to be overproductive. So as I said earlier, if you're overly productive, you are mainly motivated because you're comparing yourselves to other people. And I think this an- analogy that she says sums it up nicely. So she says, imagine you're a student in a class. You take a test and the professor reveals you under C. Take a minute to imagine how you'd feel with that C. Now, imagine you learned that everyone in the class failed. How would you feel about that scene now? And the worst part is I'd feel really good about that scene now because in context, I've done really well compared to everyone else. Whereas then she goes on to say, or what if you learned everyone else in the class actually got A's and your C was the lowest grade? Would that change how you feel about your grade? If you're like most people, your feelings about your grade would be at least partially influenced by how others performed. And I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. If social media wasn't there, if you didn't have this literal gallery of people's best moments, how would you feel about your own life and how would you feel about your productivity levels? Would I feel the need to fill every living moment if constantly on Instagram you were scrolling through and people were saying how they need to be productive or they start their online business and all of these things? And I'm not saying those things are bad. I think they're really, really good. But I think that comparing yourself to it can lead to damage because you push yourself to a point of where you don't actually enjoy what you're doing anymore. You're doing it for a reason, not for yourself, not because you're motivated, but you're doing it because you're scared. And that that makes no sense. That's so unhealthy because you're going to end your life and you're going to have done nothing for yourself. You're just going to have done things for other people. Another point the books makes that I think is really, really interesting is there's so there's a subparagraph called women feel bad, men gain inspiration. 
There are two types of social comparisons, upwards and downwards. So she talks about how there can be upward social comparison where you see someone, I don't know, you see someone waking up at 6am and going to the gym and they make a really great breakfast smoothie. And you think, yes, I want my life to be like that. And so you then wake up at 6am and go to the gym and make a breakfast smoothie. And that's an upwards comparison because you're lifting your life upwards. However, there are also downwards comparisons. So it would think, oh, she's waking up. So again, she puts an Instagram thing, waking up at 6am, going to the gym, makes a breakfast smoothie. You would then lie in bed at, I don't know, whatever time you've woken up and see that and feel terrible about yourself because you haven't woken up at that time. So that's more of a negative comparison where the other one is building you up and improving you and growing you into being a better person. This one is negatively affecting you and making your, like, it's more of a detrimental comparison. So the interesting thing about this is, so in the book, Amy Morin describes a 2012 study conducted by researchers at the Marquette, I don't know if it's Marquette or Marquette, but a university who wanted to compare how men and women compared themselves to certain things. And the conclusions from this study was that if women see something idyllic, so I don't know, if they're seeing idyllic looking women, they're more likely to think that they'll never be able to achieve those results. However, men, if they see someone with a great physique or something positive that they would see, they're more likely to view it positively. So women are more likely to view it negatively, whereas men are more likely to view it positively, which I think is really interesting. I'm not saying men don't struggle with overproductivity and things like that, but I just think that's an interesting concept. And if anything, a big takeaway from that is the proof that you can compare yourself in a healthy way, that you don't always have to compare yourself negatively. And I think that's definitely something that I need to work on. So when I see people doing things that I want to do, rather than falling into a spiral of overproductivity and panic, I think of it as a, oh, I'd really like to include that in my life and I can improve that in my life. I think one of the biggest headspace changes that has happened for me recently is when you compare, you're often met with jealousy. And now when I feel jealous about something, like I acknowledge that feeling inside of me, right? Okay, I'm feeling jealous. Then I question, what am I feeling jealous about? And I don't know, it might be she has great style or I really like the way she's worn the outfit. And if I felt jealous about that, rather than sat there resenting her for like the great outfit that she's worn, which is so stupid and so negative. Now I flip it and think, well, just because she's wearing that great outfit doesn't mean that I can't wear that great outfit. You know, it's inspiring. Okay, I really like the way that she's put that together. So now I'm going to do that. So same with productivity. You can look at something and think rather than negatively affecting you. Okay, well, maybe I want to start having a morning routine. But do it so the pressure isn't on. I do it in a like a non-pressurizing way, more in like a fun and exciting social media gives you an insight into so many people's different lives, which means you can pick and choose what you want to be involved in. And I think that's exciting, but you need to be conscious about it. And I think for a while I wasn't being conscious about it. And that is why I felt so stressed about everything and so 
found like this over productivity this need to constantly be doing stuff so debilitating because like I said earlier it was coming from a place of fear rather than a place of excitement and looking forward of how this could change me and how this could make things so much better so I think so I think my advice would be if you are someone who also struggles with overproductivity, cramming stuff into your life, feeling exhausted and really stressed about it all, you need to sit down with yourself and whether you want to journal or not, it's up to you. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but sit down and ask yourself, why are you filling your space with this time? No, why are you filling your time with those things? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you love it? Are you doing it because, I don't know, you love roller skating or you love working or you love your job or you love your friends or films or whatever you're filling your time with if you're feeling really exhausted and panicked about it all ask yourself why are you doing it and if it comes from a positive reason then that probably means you're stretching yourself a bit thin you should just cut something out but it's not too much to worry about or you need to prioritize your time better But if it's coming from a negative reason like a lot of my things do for example I wanted to pick up piano not because I wanted to learn piano but because I wanted to be able to say I could play piano like that's not a good thought process to have that's a negative thought process to have I think you need to ask yourself why are you doing it if it comes from a negative reason ask yourself are you doing it because when you compare yourself against others this thing will make you feel better this thing will make you look better this thing is another point on your bullet point list ask yourself where is the motivation for your wanting to do this coming from and I think you'll find that pretty interesting Once you've found that out, I think you need to ask yourself, what would happen if I took that out? Would there be any massive lasting implications? And also ask yourself, are there many major lasting implications of this one thing that I'm really struggling to fit in at the moment? So my thing was volunteering with the brownies when I was 14, thinking that would look good on my CV. Obviously, that is not on my CV line right now. I'm 21. That was ridiculous. That was seven years ago. That was such a silly thing to do. I should have just enjoyed my Friday nights. But ask yourself, what are you doing right now? Do you realistically need to do it? I think once you ask yourself that, you'll find that, well, I found that my thing right now is that I liked filling my time with things because I'm not busy and I'm not used to not being busy. I think I'm so used to living in this constantly stressed state of when you have exams or school or work and things like this, that your brain doesn't like it when you're pausing and doing nothing it's used to being almost running on a treadmill at a sprint and right now you've slowed to a walk but the treadmill wants to keep turning like your brain wants to keep moving at that speed but it's not feasible because eventually it will like it will explode it won't you'll burn out you'll just reach burnout and I think another something that's interesting about that need to be stressed is that on your phone if you're addicted to scrolling on Instagram I saw this thing and I don't know how realistic it was or how truthful but it was quite interesting the idea that when if you're addicted to scrolling on Instagram you're addicted to constantly changing environments providing a small amount of stress for you and I know I am a bit addicted to Instagram so I know I have to calm like put limits on myself for that 
So you wonder whether that's also implicating the need to be productive, the need to constantly have something going is this kind of weird addiction to stress and the stress-induced changes because stress does induce hormone changes. We all know that. I get massive breakouts when I'm stressed and that's because of the hormones that are released. So you wonder if there's a kind of scientific reason behind the whole need to be overly productive all of the time. I feel like I'm going to have to research that one a bit more for you. Right, I've just read a very interesting little article here. So it's on BBC, it's on BBC on their work life kind of page. I'll link it in the bio or on a page or something. But it kind of resonates with me. So there's a story of this guy called Riza Jaffray. Jaffray. Um, and he says that I felt I had to reach particular milestones by a certain age or else I wasn't successful. I told myself I wouldn't have to work as hard once I was successful and that I'd be happy, but I hadn't defined what success was and life was just a constant race. And I think that's exactly what I'm trying to get out here is that being overly productive isn't good because ultimately there's no end goal in sight you're doing it because you think at some stage you're going to be happy but there's not a defined outcome and you're constantly keeping on going so when you ask yourself if this is a good or negative ask yourself what is your motivation behind it and if you find that motivation isn't you're not able isn't quantitative is it quantitatively qualitatively isn't basically there's not an end point it's going to constantly change, then I think you need to sit down with yourself and think, am I addicted to this productivity lifestyle? Because it can be taken to an extreme. We all know there are workaholics out there. And there's a paper here saying that you can become addicted to productivity. Your brain can become addicted to things and you can become addicted to productivity. And although you may be more productive initially, in the long term, you'll reach burnout and then you'll just become exhausted. So you'll no longer be able to continue at the speed that you're continuing at. So if you are like in your teenage years, if you're in your 20s, I think this is something that you need to start questioning now because it could be something that majorly impacts the rest of your life. And if you're able to nip it in the bud now and be conscious of it, I think it could be really, really beneficial. So to conclude, overproductivity is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. So don't feel alone in it. It's definitely something that I struggle with a lot, a lot, a lot. I can hardly sit still sometimes. But I think if you do acknowledge that this is something that you're struggling with, sit down and write down when you have some free time, all the things you think you should be doing and then question why you think you should be doing them. What motivates you to do that? And if you find it's because of a lack of things that you're doing, then question, should you really be doing it? Is that really a good idea? But then if it really makes you excited and that's something that you should be doing, then definitely do it. And as you start to question these things more and more, you'll become more conscious of this need to be overly productive and more aware of how your brain is telling you to do things it doesn't necessarily want you to do and aren't necessarily beneficial for you. So those are my top tips for kind of coping with it, really. It's really tricky And it's definitely something that I've struggled with for a while. And I'm probably going to struggle with it for a little bit longer. But hopefully I've provided some insight for you. And if you have any comments or feedback or anything at all, then please message me on the You've Got Mail underscore pod Instagram account. I'll be going live and putting stories on there definitely, probably now, let's be honest. And if you do get a moment, if you could rate, review, share, save, subscribe to the podcast, that would be very very appreciated muchly appreciated very appreciated that didn't sound right but anyway 
I hope you have enjoyed this episode. It's been more of a serious one because honestly, I've been stressed about it. It can get really overwhelming sometimes. And I think it's important that when something's overwhelming you, that you talk about it. So if this episode has resonated with you, then please rate, subscribe or like it, share it, tell everyone in the wide world about it. I would really appreciate that too. (laughs) I hope you all have a lovely week and check the stories for what next week's episode is going to be like. See you later. Bye.